ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Mad Bro podcast, and I warn you of mature content ahead. This show aims to tackle controversial topics going on in the world on a week-to-week basis. The platform of this program is opinionated and occasionally supported by examples and facts, but does not ever aim to be definite. That being said, the views offered by our hosts and guests are not intended to offend or hurt the feelings of any person, no matter their race, gender, sexual orientation, political viewpoint, etc., They only serve as catalysts for poor attempts at humor and maybe a different way of thinking. If you're such an individual that is easily offended or cannot handle your own viewpoints being challenged, you've been adequately warned to not participate. If you're still with us, then please stand, kneel, or lay down. Just be sure to remove your ball caps for the national anthem. What? You mad, bro? Settle down, settle down. You two, Nash, settle the fuck down over there. I'm doing a goddamn intro. This is the You Mad Bro podcast. We were off last week because Nash was quote unquote sick and I was at quote unquote football. Uh, so, Nash, is, Nash is, is your little tummy feeling better, Nash? Oh, you little poor baby. Yeah, my stomach is fine. I was. There's stomach bug going around. Was it, was it, uh. Out the in? No, it's better out the in, as I, I always say. Out the in, I always say. Uh, yeah. Now, was it, was, it, was it out the mouth or the anus? Take your pick, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This, it's not even going to make was... me mad, because this is... The, I cut you off. It's my intro. This is the You Mad Bro <laughs> Podcast on AmbiguousProductions.com, covering everything the internet is pissed off about. Other shows on the network, of course, GDP, which is coming back. The Sam Purcell Podcast, which has been popping out content like it's a uh, fucking baby boomer in the 60s. It's ridiculous, Nash. So much content. So much um, of course, this podcast can be found at You Mad Bro Podcast on Instagram, You Mad Bro Podcast on Facebook, and I think You Mad Bro Pod on Twitter, because that exists. Um, it's a thing. Nash, we have a lot of talk about this week. Yeah. Mainly vaping. So normally I edit out the vapes when I uh, go back and edit, but this time. <laughs> that You're shit is strong. stated. Because <laughs> I thought this was America. But before we get into vaping, <laughs> I thought this was America. Before we get into the whole vaping story going on there, we're going to talk also talk about some Antonio Brown stuff, um, the SNL controversy with cancel culture. Um, my opinions might surprise you on this one, along with um, maybe a little gun talk. Before we get into that, Nash, it's time to introduce you a new segment, my best friend in the world. Yeah. You can talk now. My intro's over. Yeah, okay. Talk about what? Cultural appropriation? Well, what's the segment called, Nash? Come on, radio. Oh, hashtag Nashtag. Woo! Yeah. Hashtag Nashtag, baby. Yeah. It's, uh, so what, what is it? What is a hashtag Nashtag? I got to walk you through this. Pull, I'm holding your hand here, I'm buddy. I'm pretty much just dumping my thoughts on this topic as far as I know it. I'm going in. All right. So what is our debut hashtag Nashtag? You mentioned cultural appropriation. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, it was. I forgot All right, what so the story the floor, was. The floor is yours. So this, this story was, I'll, I'll preface this because I do the research here. Uh, the story was um, last week or the week before, there was this transgender Nikita YouTuber. Nikita Dragon. <laughs> huh? Dragoon. Nikita Dragoon. That's who it was. Yeah, sure. I, I can't say names anyway. So we'll go with that. Um so she was at, I guess, some show or something, and she wore a, a wig, uh, male turned female, um, which looking at her, I couldn't tell. I thought she was gorgeous. Um, 
So I don't know what that says about me. Uh, so she was going to a show and she wanted to wear. <laughs> it sounded like you're expecting this. an applause or something after that. <laughs> right? <laughs> so she, she wore a wig with braids. And even before she went to the show, she went on Instagram saying, like, I know so many people are going to be offended by this. But, you know, I'm doing this to rep all my beautiful uh, African-American women out there who my fans support. And I love you all. So she was doing it, for my opinion, from a source of respect not a source of cultural appropriation or offense. But people, of course, were upset saying, um, you can't borrow other cultures' braids on your wig. You're stealing other people's culture. You're spitting on our culture. And she said, listen, I'm also Native American, and we also have braids like this in our culture. And it's like, no excuse. One culture doesn't ex- 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 expect another culture. Blah. Yeah. So Nash, talk to me about cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. Now, there's a phrase for modern times indeed. Is it real? Yes, it certainly is. In fact, while the term is new, it's been in effect since the beginning of human existence. Now, I've analyzed a lot of texts. It's where most of my professional experience comes from. So I'm going to do that just a little bit right now. I'm going to begin with the basics. We have a phrase. Phrase is multiple words creating the idea. Those words all have the meaning in them. That's the whole point of you know what we're talking about. So removing any interpretation outside of their definition is what we're going to do. So what is culture? For consistency, I'm going to use the Oxford Dictionary definition. It is the customs and beliefs, art, way of life, and social organization of a particular country or group. These definitions remain relatively the same until you get to about the fifth, and it starts pretty much about like the scientific use, like a culture, like on a petri dish. So it's originally based off of the Latin and French uses of the word that had more to do with cultivation of soil. It's what you do on the land with the land. A 16th century English term. We can reasonably agree that culture is what a certain group of people do. That's all it is. It's what people are doing. So let's move to appropriation. The act of taking something that belongs to somebody else, especially without permission. In the simplest terms, it is theft. It's pretty easy to pick up. Another Mm -hmm. Another term based from Latin that was used by the English speakers before the end of the 1500s. So what does that phrase mean as a whole? Without looking at the definition, let's try to assume we can understand that cultural appropriation is taking the culture of someone else, doing what other people have done without their permission. That basic understanding is pretty in line with the Oxford definition used in the article, which was a term used to describe the taking over of a creative, artistic or forms, themes or practices by one cultural group from another. It is in general used to describe Western appropriations of non-Western or non-white forms and carries connotations of exploitation and dominance. It is a relatively new term. Appearing around the 1970s and before that, it was called something else. It was called colonial appropriation. That's where you see the more Western themes coming together in that. (sighs) All right. So the focus being on, you know, the Western usage of culture becomes a bit more obvious with that old definition. Cultural appropriation sort of dulls it down here, but that's the big thing that it focuses on Western American, not just American, but Western civilization appropriating things. So, so can it, Europeans be culturally appropriate? Can, can European be cultural appropriation? Maybe. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like, like, okay. well, I, I imagine it, it's based off of like the English, like the English took tea from Asia. Yes. So that would be cultural appropriation. Yeah. Hmm. So is it a bad thing? In its original use, yes. It's a dick move to claim the culture as your own without appreciation. That's pretty much why it 
was created, we weren't giving appreciation to certain groups like the Native Americans and other indigenous peoples. So I don't agree with using something from someone else without appreciating or giving them a tip of the hat when it's deserved. That's pretty reasonable. That's a pretty fair thing to ask. You shouldn't have to demand it. It should just be given by somebody giving you information. So what's you so what's the issue with Nikita Dragoon? What like what was the problem that she created? What she did, she was specifically giving her, and I quote, love and appreciation for all the gorgeous black women in my life and also to those that follow me. I was inspired to do this box braid wig because I find it so beautiful. Too often there's a double standard when another person takes inspiration from black culture. End quote. So for the love of common sense, she's paying a tribute to the <laughs> to the culture she got it from. This is why the term <laughs> cultural appropriation gets to me. I think it's just a red flag term to throw out to make people feel better about themselves and who they are. But it has the opposite effect. The point of every human rights movement, and I've probably said this before, has been to show that people are actually more of a collective. It doesn't matter what race or gender we are all. We all came from the same mother if you go far enough back. I think it's also pretty fair to say that cultural appropriation is a pretty liberal term because you're going to see more people using it who have a liberal you know, perspective on politics. But how does it do any good in a situation like this? How is it even really aligned with liberal ideology? At its core definition, it separates people off into subsections. It further divides people into being something different. I understand, I understand like and agree with anger over something like Elvis Presley stealing the identity Chuck Berry created in rock and roll. That makes sense because Elvis is given more praise of starting something that he really didn't. He just made it popular or more popular. Is that point debatable? Of course, but most of the argument would probably come back to how Elvis was white and this gave him a wider influence. <coughs> Eminem. But see, this isn't about something as well documented as recorded music. It's over hairstyle, which I have no idea how the hell anyone can begin to say their culture holds that as unique. I don't think there's a historian alive that can accurately prove which culture started braiding hair, but every group of people has done that. If you go look back, literally every group of people was putting their hair in braids. You can't put something in such general terms, and I know I'm being a nerd about it, and I hope some people steal from that culture a bit, but cultural appropriation is bad when it doesn't give respect, and that's usually bad to accuse people of it because I'm sorry to say this for those who don't know, but everything you have and used is based off of something someone else used or did. There isn't mm -hmm. a thing you can do without appropriating someone else's culture. Human beings are an amalgamation of each other. If people took cultural appropriation seriously, society would never advance. Trends would not change. Life would be stagnant. Cultural appropriation is a specific term used in the broadest sense. And that is an incredibly damaging thing. Telling someone they have to abide by their preordained culture is a horrific idea to further. It ensures people remain stuck in their ways. They can't pursue what actually makes them happy in life. Let's look at appropriation again. A requirement for the word is that someone does not have permission. How does anyone get permission from an entire culture? Yeah, who, who would give you permission? Would like, like a, I guess one African-American say, yeah, you can do this. I'm fine with that. But they don't speak for everyone precisely it's an impossible standard to achieve the term just at its core is often unfair to use so if you're gonna use it you should see how the person is using it because clearly the people that got mad at her didn't they either don't understand sort of how the term can't really ever exist it's sort of a fallacy you know 
you can't ever get permission from an entire culture to use something. Right. That's that's just pretty much all I have to say about it, because you can't debate hair. Now, I can debate like very specific. You can debate the specific things like the the fact that it was the wig, like that specific type of wig. It's fine to debate. Mm-hmm. You can document that. But braiding your hair like dreadlocks, I know. And I think I've seen a lot of YouTube videos about that. About people like saying having dreadlocks is like cultural appropriation when I'm fairly certain dreadlocks happen when you don't wash your hair. Right. It, it can be it can be offensive to certain people. Like I've I've spoken with a friend of the show, Jared, about this um, because he sees like when well, what kind of guy irks him is that when like when non-black people use dreadlocks, they call it something else. What do you mean? Like, so if it's like, it's like, like, uh, like cornrows or something, they call them like braids or like they, they think they call it locks or they call it something that's not what it is. And it's kind of just like, well, you're taking something that's ours and making it your own. And it's just kind of, it's disrespectful. It's something that kind of like irks them, which well, what do you, is well, like, my, my thing I, is, how is it he yours? Would, he wouldn't speak on it. I'm very much paraphrasing. Yeah, no, I understand. It's, it's 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 something that like their culture is known for, like the dreadlocks and that kind of thing is a it's well known in today's society and culture that that is an African-American thing. That's something that black people do. So to take that and not say where you're coming from can be disrespectful, which I totally get this calling it something else and claiming it's yours. Yeah, it's disrespectful. Sure. But should you be all up in arms and trying to cancel culture over that? I think that's fucking ridiculous. You like if you're offended by um, this woman wearing the braids, fine, be offended. You have that right. I'm not gonna tell you you shouldn't be offended, but that should be where it stops because you're offended for what five minutes? Exactly. <laughs> and then your life, and then your life goes on. And it's not like it's not like she was like stealing it. She literally she was paying an homage yeah. to it. And this is why intent this this is this is a problem I think society in general intent is worthless. Intent means absolutely nothing when it comes to not just cultural appropriation, when it can mean to anything, even in dating, um, you know, like work conversations, business meetings, like intent matters. And in this day and age, intent is just so low on the societal standards. It's like you're expected to know better always about everything. Like when uh, when Megan when when Megan Kelly, I think it was Megan Kelly, came out on like whatever show she was on, saying like back in my day, like you know, wearing blackface for Halloween was a sign of respect. I don't I don't get it. Like she wasn't saying that to be disrespectful. She was just saying, from my ignorance, I genuinely do not understand. Now is she an idiot? Sure, of course she's a fucking moron for saying that. But her intent wasn't to offend people. She was just saying, hey, I'm coming from a place of ignorance. Can someone explain this to me? Yeah, and if you're going to stone people for that, like, what what do you expect to achieve? How how, how are you going to do any sort of healing if the second somebody admits that they're wrong, you just you, you destroy them? <laughs> just, you you cancel them now. It's, it, it's there, it, I think there there are certain examples where cultural appropriation is real. I'm trying to think of one that you know college yeah. college parties get get on this a lot they have a themed party you know that happens with cultural appropriation um, yeah well it's this is like my big thing with cultural appropriation like when you go back to the hair thing like the braids 
like you said that the black people like do that like that's a cultural thing in america that that happens but my point is like you you can't say who started that you can't say who the first person that culturally appropriated that but all you can say is that every culture has or just came about because it's it's not necessarily like a thing Like you can do nothing and it happens to your hair. But I think you can say that like they they claimed that because um, sure, you can't you cannot go back to its origins. No one can. But going back to recent origins and recent history, that is something that is well known to be theirs. So it's a little different. Yeah, no, I get that. But it, I, I think that I don't think that's a fair claim to make. I don't think that's fair at all. Because I don't, I don't you, you, well, do you remember the last history class you're in? No. Right. <laughs> well, this is typically how they go. The first thing you do in most history classes, you don't start off with the subject that you're learning about. You start off a little bit before. Mm-hmm. The origins. Yeah, absolutely. So like, Amer- like uh, American U.S. AP American U.S. history is the one that comes to mind. We started when the settlers first came to America before America even started. We didn't start at the revolution. Yeah. We started at the settlers in the 13 colonies. Exactly. Because you have to have the context for why it happened. And mm-hmm. so do you, do you remember that whole sombrero fiasco? Yes. How can I forget? Well, exactly. It's a, But the sombrero, while it's a you know symbol of Mexico or Latin America, I mean, it's a Spanish hat. That's why it's a symbol of Mexico is because it was a colony of Spain. Mm-hmm. And even if you go to Mexico on vacation or something and you buy it from Mexico, from an actual Mexican merchant, and you come over to the United States and wear it at a single de Mayo party, you still get called cultural appropriation. Yeah. Or even if the, you understand that it's more a representation of sort of a blue collar working force of a farmer class of people. Like even if you have uh-huh. that understanding, it's still cultural appropriation. It doesn't matter. You're not allowed to do it because it's not your little group. And I will Stay in your say lane. that I will say that probably most college parties aren't paying tribute to that. I would say almost all of them are. They're just, they're just trying to have. But again, Nash, intent. Their intent yeah. is just to, their intent is to have fun. And that's it. That's it. They're not, they're not doing this to say, hey, fuck your culture. We're going to shit on your culture. No, they're doing it because it's fun. It's fun to dress up for Cinco de Mayo or St. Patrick's Day, wear all green, wear your big silly leprechaun hat and get drunk. That's, it's oh, fun. Yeah, that's, and, that's another thing. Like, why isn't St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> like, because the Irish aren't pussies. <laughs> growing, growing up with all of them, they don't give a shit. They have more important things worried about, like how the fact that it's never sunny in their country and all they eat is potatoes. All right, they have more. They have more important shit on their plate. Raging alcoholism. <laughs> and and I think they like it because they also like to have fun on their day. They like to have fun with everybody. They're a very inclusive culture in that in that sense. Yeah. But Nash, can you give me an example where cultural appropriation is wrong? Because that's really the only one I can really think of. Even, not, don't give me a specific. Give me like a like a general one. Even even a hypothetical. Uh, I mean, I can't think of a general one because I don't think the general ones really apply. I think you kind of have to get specific. Okay, like, give me a specific one. Like if I started celebrating uh, like Kwanzaa, that's cultural appropriation. That's cultural appropriation. 
So if you went to work, like, hey, listen, I want to take work off. I'm celebrating Kwanzaa this month. Like, if I walk in saying Habarigani, <laughs> like, people are just going to be like, what? It's called, it, you're not, because that's, an, it's an American holiday, I'm fairly certain, is my right. understanding. It's, it was an American holiday created around the 70s, so that, uh, because Santa's white, you don't see black Santa that much. I have one, I'm looking at it right now, in my room. Oh, good. Good for you. <laughs> good for I you. love it. I love I love my black Santa. I love it. And my black friends like it, too. They come in and they laugh at it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's a cultural thing that its intention was to unify the African-American community. And I, I'm not a part of that community. <laughs> No, you're not. You're I don't know why I said that questioning. <laughs> Nash, I wonder how many people in Nashville know what cultural appropriation is. If they've ever, if they've even heard of it. Uh, I guarantee they've heard of it. If they, I wonder if they even like. They probably yeah. listen, they probably hear it and go, "Well, that's just stupid." Yeah, of course. They they disregard damn, it entirely. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying uh, you really need to look at it to see when somebody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody's in blackface, like that's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. The uh, Prime Minister of Canada, he has been getting <laughs> a lot of slack for that. Um, now, Dude, this here's guy a guy was doing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you see an interview of him on a plane? They're like, "Is there any other instances we think might have done this?" He's like, "Well, yeah, once in high school." And the another point was just like. Anything else? <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's like, I, I'm, that's all. I'm just, there have been a few instances. That's all I'm saying. And yeah, there's instances. been multiple instances. But no, that's a conversation for a different day. We're not going to get into that conversation now because we only have an hour show. Um, so Nash, let's scoot over to the idea of cancel culture. Like the last time we did a show, the theme was hypocrisy. This time, the theme is cancel culture. So um, people try to people try to get that YouTuber canceled. For, I think for the wrong reason. But we have this SNL story, which I think is a little – actually, I believe it is more worthy of cancel culture. And like, yeah, this guy should, probably shouldn't be working at SNL. Um, so okay. SNL was adding – okay, go ahead. Go My ahead. question sure before we start because I, I feel like I like this was mentioned, but I it's kind of – is this guy Asian? No. If you see it, you look at this picture, dude. This is a this is a pasty white dude. Well, I don't know. You can look like whatever. I, I don't know. His his it, name is could be a part Sh- Asian. I don't know. His name is Shane. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> his his name is Shane Gillis. Doesn't mean he can't be. Yeah, true. But uh, even people say if like you know Elizabeth Warren saying she's like Native American when she's like point zero four. <laughs> all right, all right. So remember that when she gets a nomination. All right, Trump's gonna be beating that into the ground real, real quick. So, what happened here? SNL revoked Shane Gillis's invitation to appear as a cast member following an online backlash from Gillis's use of racial and homophobic slurs. Um, in a statement, Gillis thought it was ridiculous, um, and he said he was always a mad TV guy anyway. Which good on you, bro. Um, Andrew Yang, he said, yeah, his his. Um, remarks were more towards Asians using racial slurs, um, which we will get into. And uh, he made fun of Andrew Yang as well. Oh, I believe he was an Asian Jewish man, I believe. I think he's Jewish, but he's no, definitely Asian. No, he's not Jewish. He's not Jewish. He's not Jewish? I don't think he's Jewish. 
well, fact checked me on that. Proud Boys fact checked me. Um, so Andrew Yang expressed disappointment over Gillis's comments, but said he wouldn't lose, but he said he shouldn't lose his job and offered to meet with Gillis, which they are going to do. Um, the two of them are going to meet, have a discussion, I guess, put it out there. So good on them. Um, Quote from SNL, the statement, after talking with Shane Gillis, we have decided that he will no longer be joining SNL. We want SNL to have a variety of voices and points of view within the show, and we hired Shane on his strength in his town as a comedian and his impressive audition for SNL. The language he used the language he used was offensive, hurtful, and unacceptable. We're sorry that we did not see these clips earlier, that our vetting process was not up to our standard. Now... <laughs> <laughs> we, all, vet, we all remember Bob. Vetting we all remember, process. Yeah, we all remember. Like, I mean, people have been pointing out to like you know the early '90s, Chris Farley and like Rob Schneider being in other Asian stereotypes on SNL. But I'm gonna call I'm gonna call some bullshit on that for the idea where you know culture evolves, where we say you know someone had a racial comment in the '70s when you know everyone's racist in the '70s or a handful of like, you know it's, it's, it was just, it was the norm for back then. So you you can't I don't think it's fair to compare. The, yeah, the standards of today. Early SNL to the standards of today. But yeah. I get what people are saying. Like SNL you're being a little hypocritical. But I think SNL is being appropriate with the times because I did watch the clips. I did, you know, see what he said. Now it's like, you know, if I was SNL, I wouldn't want to hire him either. I totally get where SNL is coming from. Yeah, it, it, his comments kind of seem more like aggressive, like not they're really not like that funny. <laughs> yeah, and they also weren't funny. That also doesn't help his case when he's not funny. Yeah, so like, he was kind of seem like rude remarks. Like <laughs> it was on his podcast, Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Um, but this is it, this is his his statement. It feels ridiculous for comedians to be making serious public statements, but here we are. I'm a comedian who was funny enough to get SNL. That can't to get SNL. Get on SNL. That can't be taken away. Well, it did. Sorry, Shane. Um, of course, <laughs> I want an opportunity to prove myself at SNL, but I understand it would be too much of a distraction. I respect the decision they made. I'm honestly grateful for the opportunity. I was always a mad TV guy anyway. Um, so let's 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 read his statements. He made fun of ISIS and Middle Eastern saying, quote, these guys are fucking gayer than ISIS. At least <laughs> ISIS is out there. We need to get the pussy after we blow ourselves up. We got a bunch of pussy. That's something he said in a faked Middle Eastern accent. He goes on to say these whites, these white uh, faggot comments. They're like, I'm just sad. Life is hard and I'm gay. Now, out of context, that's very rough. <laughs> like, what a fucking asshole. That's a rough one. <laughs> but even when you even watch the fucking video, it's it comes across like, what a fucking asshole. Yeah. Now, Nash, does intent here matter? Because I said intent mattered for cultural appropriation. Does intent matter here or is this a different circumstance? No, I mean, intent always matters. That, that's kind of the important thing here. And... I guess it's just the delivery wasn't wasn't there. It, yeah. it lacks sort of creativity. You know what I mean? It's just it's just like name calling. Oh, Yang is not Jewish, by the way, according to this yeah, article. I know he's not. <laughs> 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 All right. Glad we got that confirmed. So but, Andrew Yang also. Came, OK, go ahead. Before no, I, go on uh, and I, mean, I was Yang. just going to say the same thing. They, they aren't. They aren't like they aren't like good jokes. Like that doesn't 
do you, do you do you like read that joke and be like, oh wow, what a what a great idea that was that must have taken him hours to come up with that one. <laughs> no, it's not like it's not like we talk about Dave Chappelle where he go through multiple vetting processes. Like um, this, it sounds it sounds like it's in the early stages of a joke, but. He didn't he didn't say it's on stage. He said it in a podcast, which I think setting is also a little bit different. Yeah, that's um, a bad stop. That's a bad spot to test the joke because, you know, the audience there. Right. Exactly. So should he have been canceled? Should he have after the outrage? Should should he still be on SNL, in your opinion? Should he still be on SNL? Why not? It's bad PR. All right. If, all right, sure. If that's, if that's all it takes, okay. A comedian being controversial nowadays. Have you watched SNL recently? It's not funny. It's no. not funny at all. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. When Keenan Thompson's your number one comedian on there, you have some fucking issues. And the last funny thing I think I saw on SNL was uh, it was making fun of Matthew McConaughey and the Lincoln. Oh, my God. And Jim Carrey doing that. That was hilarious. Uh-huh. So uh, Yang came out the statement. He said, Shane, I prefer comedy that makes people think and doesn't take cheap shots. But I'm happy to sit down and talk to you if you'd like. Um, yeah. I'm a, Ian Shane responded, I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries. I sometimes miss. If you go through my 10 years of comedy, most of it bad, you're, you're going to find a lot of bad misses. I'm happy to apologize to anyone who is actually offended by anything I've said. My intention is never to hurt anyone, but I'm trying to be the best comedian I can be. And sometimes that requires risks. Which... In his defense, that's very fair. I feel like you go through 10 years of most people's comedy, the whole, everything they've ever done, most of yeah. it's garbage. That's, that, that's yeah. what comedy that, is. That makes sense, yeah. It's a work in progress. Comedy, comedy is also probably the hardest thing to do. No, I, I, tr I try and give comedians the most slack as possible because it, it is their job to say obnoxious shit. But, you know, there is a respectful line, and I believe he crossed it. I don't agree with his, my intention is never to hurt anyone. Right, because anyone can just say that. Yeah, that, that doesn't, that, because I don't think, I don't think he's too concerned about what, I, I think he, clearly trying to hurt the ISIS. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, clearly doesn't really give, like care about them. So, uh, actually, I'm not saying you should. They're not the best group of people. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but that just kind of seems like a blanket statement you have to say nowadays. Yeah, I mean, people were more upset, more less upset about the ISIS stuff and more upset about the Asian stuff. Like, he used the word chink and gook and, you know, yeah. other um, very offensive stereotypes for, you know, Asian people, which... I totally get, and it's it was offensive. What he said was offensive. Uh, and just, yeah. There's no there's no getting away around that. But he's a comedian, and SNL has always been offensive. And this is where we get reaction from former SNL cast and hosts, like Rob Schneider was a big one. Um, he was on a show in the 1990s. He supported he supported Gillis and said he had the misfortune of being a cast member during the area of cultural unforgiveness. Which is 100% true. This culture yeah. we have is very unforgiving. We've talked about this before, Nash. There is no road to redemption. There is no pathway to redemption. This guy's career might as well be over. Yeah. And that's just sort of the terrible truth about it. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is a shame. Um, I, I, I guess I feel bad for the guy. 
Because, um, you know, SNL is a huge opportunity for any comedian, even the show is trash. It's launched so many careers in the history of its running. Um, even the last few years, like, you know, Bill Hader, Sandberg, uh, Amy Poehler, um, those kind of characters, except Bobby Moynihan. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's up to. Um, but we had Sandra O. Oh come out and say, glad to see NBC decision not legitimize slash give platform to purveyors of racist, homophobic content risks. Lazy ass unoriginal, in all caps. Hmm. Sounds like she's trying to get a job at SNL if she's not already on <laughs> SNL. <laughs> yeah. That's just, uh, it's culture we live in. Because mm-hmm. I, think, I think it was Bill Burr was talking about this. And he said, if you go back 10, 15 years in anybody's life, you're going to find they did dumb things. They yeah. did bad things that people aren't going to like. And that's always the case. But he also said they're comedians. They're not running for office. Right. <laughs> Which really puts like like hammer, like hits the nail on the head right there with that, because that's all they're supposed Comedians aren't supposed to provoke you. That's what they do. The funniest joke it has a little bit of truth in it. Mm-hmm. And like. That's kind of they're they're not supposed to make you feel comfortable. Now that's why it's sort of that's an important thing to have. That's why you need comedians around because at the end of the day they're going to be the most honest. Right. You know I've never listened to Shane Gillis's comedy. I don't know him. I've never heard of him before this past week. Um, I don't think at yeah, his heart. I. I don't think he's a racist. I don't think he's a homophobe. I don't think. He had any bad intentions. He's probably a good guy. He's, I've heard he's a funny comedian. Comedians have come out and said he's very funny. And I kind of want to look up and see, see if he's funny. I just think... It's kind of hard sets, to not be a famous comedian without being funny. Yeah. <laughs> he, he said something stupid, and now he's paying the price for it. And I think that in of, of itself is okay in this particular circumstance. He said a bad joke. Yeah. He, he, he missed. He if missed. Gonna, if you're going to fire every comedian for that, there won't be any left. Won't be any left, sure. But I also, I also completely get SNL for not hiring him, pulling back. Like, I'm not going to bash SNL for being shitty people or being hypocritical because, you know, people have talked about, you know, um, John Belushi was a samurai in the 70s. Mike Myers playing a Japanese game show host. Two of those skits are the funniest in SNL's history. But again, that was the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. This is a different time and you can't really expect the same thing. Yeah, nowadays, sort of, yeah. I guess SNL sort of needs to, I guess they took a stand, you know, on what their direction is and mm-hmm. succumbing to PC culture is sort of it. Mm-hmm. And they are a company. They do. They have that right to do that. So, yeah. And I don't know. I don't, I would imagine the ratings aren't doing too hot. No, it's, it's, I told you it's terrible. Like one of the skits I was on was literally like Keenan. Um, I think it was, it was the, it was the Keenan condoms was like a guy in the West Virginia, um, like state office or whatever, asking if any of the uh, senators have been in blackface and all of them raised their hands and they're like <laughs> asking, what about this? And Keenan's like, nope, you still can't do it. And so it's like, what if it was like at a college party in the seventies and it was, oh, everyone was racist back then. And Keenan goes, nope, not everyone was racist back then. There was still racist back then. And it's just like the skit, just, it just wasn't funny. To me, I just didn't find it funny. Yeah, the idea was funny. This didn't hit. Yeah, so they're probably just you know trying to protect themselves, stay as popular as they can. 
in what seems like a dying uh, show. Oh yeah, well, cable in general is dying. Yeah. But Nash, that's that's if I'm, if I'm one cancel culture to the another. <sighs> Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> the Antonio Brown show is officially canceled. We were no gonna, we were gonna talk, talk about this last week before Nash was sick and I was watching football. Um, I want to talk about you know the giant the the great ruse that he pulled to baby his way off the Raiders to get onto a championship team. Yeah. And then the allegations came out. Now, um, sexual misconduct like this and allegations like this, when it first came out, my original thought was, wow, what great timing for this allegations to come out. Yeah, no, yeah, I remember we were talking about that last week after the show about how, you know, why did this come out earlier when he uh, got signed to, to the other teams? Yeah. Well, because he wasn't, you know, a big prominent finger, fi- fi- oh, yeah, finger, figure in the news. Like when he signed to the Raiders, and he came out that way, you're not. This is gonna sound terrible. You're not gonna make as much money. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not one of those. I don't believe in the idea of believe all women. Um, I think that's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous I, saying believe all men. I don't believe all people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> But these allegations have these allegations have come out and people are immediately calling for it, like Antonio Brown's head on a silver platter, which Patriots delivered, no by the helmet. way. Um, but I, on a helmet, I am I, I believe that all allegations should be taken very seriously. Um, should you immediately believe them? No, you shouldn't immediately believe them. You should have that sense of doubt as an investigator, at least, because that's fuck your fucking job. Um but yeah, you should just hold on. No, and there's any time to lie about it. What a perfect time to do it. Yeah, just saying. But also, I mean, I could also see it as how like he's essentially like watching him sort of cheat all of these people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe that was just a tipping point. Oh well, um, the way Antonio Brown's been acting these past f- six weeks. I 100% believe this woman, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Like, yeah. this way, the way he portrays himself, I was like, yeah, it's, it's very believable that he would do that to someone. Again, I don't know him. Never met him. Um, what, but, what, are, what are the allegations? So I don't really know. Accusing him of rape. So one woman accuses him of rape. Um, yeah, this rape in, in, the, in the tech messages that came out. So mm-hmm. Nash, you want to read? So once, like once, because I was like, if you're gonna make a, an allegation like this, you need proof. And once the text messages came out, I was like, well, there's the proof. Yeah. Good, good, good call on the pages to release them. I think they also did the right thing. Yeah. And fuck this guy. Fuck Antonio Brown. Yeah, rape's not cool. That's another point I get behind. <laughs> <laughs> so Nash, TMs. <laughs> That's why he's doing vape kids. TMZ released these. <laughs> TM, at least when it's empty. TMZ released these text messages. Nash, do you want to read them? Uh, yeah. Do you have them? Yeah, I sent it to you. Discord link. Oh, oh. I hope they sponsor us. I hope not. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Antonio Brown. 
Really sad you would make up bull, I assume the word is shit, story to the world. Thought you had more integrity and respect for yourself. Must be really hard times for to make up some stuff for money. Super sad. This is the girl who unfinished my painting in my room from super broke girl with a lot of kids. Such a shame. This her in text. Eric B. Let's look up her background history. See how broke this girl is from basically cried broke from opportunities. I let paint my room couldn't finish i flew out now to hear this so sad yes sir we will do that uh you send me her info bro those kids and ig eric she's awfully broke clearly according to that post she was going from a meek mill rally i can reach out to his team tomorrow and see if anyone knows her she sounds like a celebrity groupie so that was between Antonio Brown. It's in a group message with five people. Yeah. And they blocked out the other people's names. Or just probably well, phone of course, numbers. Of course. Yeah. Yes, yeah, names so. and phone numbers. Because that, that's doxing, Nash. Teams would be doxing. Oh, oh, okay. Didn't they do that before? <laughs> probably. <laughs> who, who was it that did that? <laughs> that's, why like, that's, why blacked, that's why they're blacked out now. What? <laughs> <laughs> they learned their mistake. So... Uh. <laughs> what 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 do you what do you think of this? Okay, first of all, what, what do you think of the whole situation? Because I really want to talk about the genius of Bill Belichick to sign this guy to have him piss off the Raiders. Yeah, that was that was just you could see it coming from a mile away. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like really, is it? Re- oh God, <clears throat> they actually got him. But um. I don't know how to put the you know credibility. I don't know. How, yeah, I don't know those how to weigh those that text right messages now. don't really those text messages don't really say anything about rape. Yeah, it just seems like wow, this bitch is making up a story. Let's go get her. Which that in of itself sounds like a crime. Um, but I don't see any real evidence that he raped someone. Well, yeah, I don't think that's been presented yet. So you think but, it was right for the Patriots to cut him? Huh? What? You think it was right for the Patriots to cut him? Sounds like they don't want to get in too deep and that makes sense that makes sense given the whole situation he's he's an antagonizer i mean that's been his mo for like months it's just to sort of piss people off until he gets his way Mm. so how about how about the how about the hypocrisy of the NFL? Because that's what some of the Antonio Browns been coming out saying the past few days. He's all pissed at the NFL. He's saying, look, you have wife beaters and like child abusers in your league. And I'm being accused of something. And they're still in the league. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the NFL is just trying to scrape by right now, honestly. They're, they're dying television too. Yeah. But it's sort of when this is the byproduct of it, you know, it's almost to be expected. It's sort of like um, it's it's I think it happens just because it's people that sort of don't know how to handle given being given so much success. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like there's no work your way up to it. There is, you know. A lot of work that goes into what they do, but you you know you go from college athlete to getting paid millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and that's a huge gap. Like look at anybody like like people who win the lottery. Like how often is it that they end up 
back in the same position or worse off just because they didn't, <laughs> usually worse. Exactly. Just because they didn't like realize that you're probably going to have to pay like 40% of it to taxes. So you better not spend 62% of it. And wait, they, 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 have to, wait, they have to pay the taxes afterwards. They don't like, doesn't get, it doesn't get taxed automatically if they win the uh, lottery. No, I don't think it does. I think it's it taxed, you know, at the, at the, at during tax season. Yeah. You got to file it. Yeah, you have to file taxes on it. That sucks. I'm fairly, I'm fairly certain about it, and that's what the thing most people take the, the jackpot, you know, rather than they have spend, it, spend, 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 spend. Right, yeah, exactly. They don't realize how much they're spending because they just see a, an ungodly amount of money that they're not used to. And you know, I, it, it, I understand taking the jackpot because you don't know, you know, what's going to happen in your life. So, with that much money that you're just getting for free. Taking it all at once makes more sense to me because, again, you don't know what's going to happen to you. Mm. And you don't know how much you have to pay. You don't know how much you have to pay it until you file. Yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of like, gosh, what's that guy's name? The uh, Republican uh, Jewish guy, Andrew Yang. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> ben Shapiro. Uh, one of the things I've heard him say is, if you're poor all your life, odds are you're not good with money. And that's just kind of... Yeah, duh. <laughs> like, clearly. He got a lot of flack for saying that one, too. Yeah, but, I mean, is that wrong? Like, yeah, you can have a lot of bad circumstances happen to you, but odds are you made some dumb decisions. Hmm. I'm not a wealthy man by any means. No, I am not either. Exactly, but I'm I, on my way though. I'm on my I way. S- I save a lot more than I spend. Yeah. Always trying to do that. So I think this Antonio Brown situation. Um, good on the Patriots for getting rid of him because you know your main. I've said this before with Colin Kaepernick. Your main objective as a football team is to win games. And this is a distraction. Especially for the Patriots, they get enough distractions as it is. This is a distraction you do not want. So again, I'm not going to turn the Patriots for, for dumping them, but yeah, um, the idea of guilty until proven <laughs> innocent really irks me. It really bothers me, especially because you know you should believe women. You should take them take these allegations seriously, but you should also realize bitches lie. Yeah, if it's all not true, how much how much of his life is that destroyed? Yeah, all of it. Like, if this is a false allegation, he's probably still won't be back in the NFL. Which boohoo, he's a millionaire anyway. Who gives a shit? Because fuck him. But it doesn't make it right. Yeah, um, no, you know, yeah. there's new there's new Kavanaugh allegations that are coming out. When those have already mostly been proven bullshit. A lot of those women lied. Yeah. Now, do all of them lie? Probably not. Um, did Kavanaugh do something? I don't know, but there's not enough evidence to prove me to make me think he did. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna make an allegation like this, unfortunately, it's it's the 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 burden's on you to prove it, which is very hard to do. I understand that, but just because you cry wolf doesn't mean we should burn him at the stake. Yeah. No, I agree. It's it's a it's a tough situation, especially. And his point is, it's a very good point. Like, given the league's. Other the status of other players in the league that have done equal. Cream Hunt or, is playing this season. Yeah, for beating his girlfriend. 
Whereas the MLB yeah. Yankees pitcher, he slapped his wife in public. He's done for the season, including playoffs. They just shut him down. And the Yankees, he's he's a pretty good pitcher. Yankees might need him to win a World Series. And they're like, fuck it. You're done. Because it came on video and there was evidence. Again, the right call was made by the Yankees. Yeah. So, Nash, in the last 15 minutes here, American minutes. <sighs> <laughs> oh my you vape, bro? Oh gosh! I used to. What do you think of this? What do you think of this? What the, the CDC and the FDA are temporarily urging people to stop vaping after five deaths—a whole handful of deaths—were potentially potentially linked to the use of e-cigarettes. So, Nash, five people are killed by vaping. Uh, and how many people are killed a year by cigarettes? Hey, Google. How many people? How many people are killed a year by cigarettes? Four hundred eighty thousand. Wow. Four hundred eighty thousand. Almost half a million. Shut people. up, Google. Four hundred eighty thousand people are killed by cigarettes. To find out more, look for the link in your Google Home or Google Assistant app. Google, I, I need, I need, me and Google, me and Google need to talk. Google, I only wanted one number. All right, how that's all I needed. Spon- how are they not sponsoring us with all this advertisement? Right? But yeah, five deaths, 480,000. And I'm thinking, wow, vaping needs some lobbying immediately. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of it was bought out. I'm pretty sure by Marlboro bought out Jewel, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, cigarettes has always been sort of a Hippocratic thing because it's it's a death tax. Like you tax it because it, 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 it pretty much will kill you. The odds of it killing you are incredibly high or giving you cancer. And so rather than make it just ban it illegally, you're just going to make the government get more money for it. Like, you have to pay the government more money for your addiction. Like, shouldn't the government not be addicting people to things? Uh-huh. And, you know, a big thing here is that the big fear is that children are vaping. And when you have people dying, think of the children. Yet, uh, the warning came after reported deaths of an adult in Indiana, a 55-year-old adult in California, and a 65-year-old adult in Minnesota. So... They're not kids. Well, that's another thing, because what's I'm glad you said that. That's an important thing, because who these people are like, oh, they say it's related to it. Well, yeah. if they're that old, I'm going to assume that they were previously smoking. Right. You know, that could easily that, also be a cigarette related death. That, that could Exactly. Could, that, that's it's, a, a, it's officially four hundred eighty thousand and two. That's uh, it's, it's a that's a fair assumption to make that people that old they got on it for its intended purpose <clears throat> to quit smoking. So maybe you know it probably may, it may not kill you. Maybe it just exacerbates sort of lung cancer or lung disease if you have smoked before, which would be way worse for Jewel or no, it's not necessarily Jewel. I don't think It'd be way worse for whatever e-cigarette companies are. Because that's sort of their only thing that they can advertise, that it's a safer alternative. And if it's the exact opposite, you're going to get hit with so much, so much money for lawsuits for that. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's definitely a good point. Now, 
I'm not a hundred percent on the side of vaping. Um, I just think I just think this whole story is funny and it's a fucking farce that you're just gonna ban vaping or try and go to vaping when cigarettes do the exact same thing and you don't care. And we all know it's because the cigarette and tobacco companies pump money into your systems. I mean, yeah. Let, let's let's see. Does, did it mention like what it was they were vaping? No, like, were, and that's were that's, a, that's a third point. Um, yeah, because I don't I don't vape a jewel. I don't I have like I don't even do cartridges. I do the the oils in like an actual like a like a handheld rig thing. Um, I, I guess that's the flavor, and I can get it without nicotine. I get it, I mostly get them without nicotine, so it's just a flavor liquid. Yeah. Um, but you know the defense against vaping. Um, quote: This is from Doctor Jonathan Lapook. La, La um, quote: When you think about it, these e-cigarettes devices are like really like chemistry sets. You put liquid in this thing, you lick it, you heat it up. There's a kind of chemical reaction. You're creating all these different chemicals. You're not entirely sure what these chemicals are, but we're sure of one thing: you're you are sucking a lot of them. And that's a very valid point. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Um, but vapes aren't new. This is sort of a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. They're not a new device. I mean, those blue e-cigs have been around for how long? Hey, Google, how long have the e- e-blue cigarettes been around? My apologies. Oh, I don't she's, understand. Nah, she doesn't get it. <laughs> no, Google, I don't wonder why Snap was created. Um, actually, after the show. <laughs> so that's a good point, Nash. You know, like those blue cigarettes have been around forever. Yeah, they've been around. As long as I can yeah. remember. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So. 1930, the first documented reference of an electronic cigarette. That doesn't sound right at all. 1930 from CA, the Consumer Advocates for Smoke E-Free Alternative Associates. It's a historical, I'm on their website, it's a historical timeline of electronic cigarettes. The first documented reference to an electronic cigarette is a patent granted by Joseph Robinson in 1930. Filed in 1927. It was never commercialized, and it was not entirely clear that even a prototype of this primitive device was manufactured. Huh. So 19 the 1980s looks like it was when it was first used. Okay, that that sounds that sounds right. That sounds like believable. With, with nicotine, so I would uh. Oh no! It looks like it didn't work. Um, no, I, I, I definitely, th- I definitely think the vaping and e-cigarette market should be looked at. I think we should like do more studies. I mean, because you need more long-term studies of what this does to people um, and how it can affect people. You know, like 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 cigarettes do. Um, but the idea of that people smoke more of these they suck on these things all day like it's candy like it's fucking fun dip well Um, it's candy flavored i think (laughs) that too i think that in of itself is also a problem that you know they might be better for you quote unquote than cigarettes or not as harmful debatable um and some people say they might be worse for you it depends who you ask mental study study a study you cite but the frequency of people using them i think is an issue but to outright ban them 
I think is ridiculous. If you're going to outright ban these, just because it's bad for you, in that case, you can make an argument for almost anything. Fucking lace chips are bad for you. Yeah, well, I think it's fair because it's untested. The FDA, there's not enough research on it. And I think if you're going to ban anything, you should ban what you don't know that everybody's consuming in mass quantity. And honestly, historically, just sort of this popping up, this is kind of just classic American culture. America, since, you know, its inception, we are the country that tests all the drugs. Mm hmm. Just straight up, that's we are we get lost in mass consumption of it. I mean, we created we created LSD. Hell yeah, we, we the, did. We were the ones that we were the first country that was like we shouldn't be using cocaine, and we had a big issue with opium, big issue with alcohol, big issue with marijuana. So, it's a weird trend in the U.S. To get so consumed in, in things, in drugs especially. Mm-hmm. Now, if, it, if, if adults want to smoke these things and they know the risks, who the fuck are you to stop them? I don't know. You, I'm not really like, offended by it. I, I think. Like, I, don't, I don't really think cigarettes should be banned either. I mean, sure, they're harmful for you. They're just, like, you probably you shouldn't smoke them. But if you're an adult and you want to smoke cigarettes, well, the big thing with cigarettes, cigarettes. Is, they're, is they're harmful for other people. That too. Okay, that's this, a different issue. If they, if they get a nail in the coffin, like the nail in the coffin for this for e-cigarettes is going to be if they figure out that the lingering vapors are are bad for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, so let's. You shouldn't smoke. No, it's bad for you. It's bad. It's for terrible me. for your health. <laughs> it's, one not of the, it's, recommended one of, it's one of the worst things you can do for your health not, not doctor recommended anymore so especially, <laughs> especially especially if you don't know what's in it like people i know people who would like buy bags of tobacco and roll their own tobacco because they know what's in it as opposed yeah. to cigarettes you have no idea what fucking kind of chemicals are in there and if yeah, you knew what, you would never want to smoke chips. them again yeah. i think it's kind of the same thing for for vaping products but Let's okay. Let's say hypothetically, because Trump did say he wants to full out ban them in the next few weeks. Let's say he does, right? And they do get banned. What's that gonna do? Are you suggesting that it'll make an illegal market? <laughs> you know, I might be because you 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 look already. People are stockpiling on this shit already yeah. in case it does. Like yeah. you're gonna create a black market. You see, you see, like right now, you see like trucks in New York City, like weed trucks. They claim it's weed, um, but you know that's a third market. You don't know what the fuck you're buying. You don't know what yeah. you're getting. A lot of these problems could be that people are buying them cheap. From third market vendors, the black market. So that could be also causing these deaths. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing to contribute because. So go after the black market. Yeah, Jules if made anything, a specific if anything, way make in the it US. more legal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that was a big thing with prohibition. You had people who were making homemade liquor, and how many people died from that? You had a commissioner that was poisoning liquor just to kill people who were drinking it. Mm-hmm. You get these ridiculous circumstances from trying to ban it, but um, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that being banned because honestly, 
first off, it shows two things that he isn't bought by big tobacco. Oh, Trump. Yeah. OK, because that's because that's sort of the first that's OK. It's a smoking product. The first thing that smoking companies, you know, do is they have more money, so they're going to buy it out. And by sort of putting the brakes on that, because I would imagine that's a huge market for them. Is uh, is this is the switch to vaping just because you have an entirely new customer base that wasn't even smoking. Mm-hmm. It attracts an entirely different clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, what what I want to see is sort of how like what the actual impl- implications of the ban are because smoking it's not illegal uh, to smoke cigarettes underage it's illegal, it's illegal to sell to them yeah it's yeah. illegal to sell them to a minor so anybody underage can smoke there's not allowed to buy it so it's sort of will that follow the same sort of principle or is it going to be you're not allowed to do it at all anywhere or is it you're just not going to be allowed to have it? You know, like. Well, Are they going to treat like a drug? Like, is it, is, it a, is it a schedule one drug? Yeah. and Yeah, exactly. That's sort of how they go about banning it is really going to be sort of the big decider of if it has a ne- like how big the backlash is for it. Yeah, I just don't think banning it or making it illegal is going to help anything. Yeah, I think it's going to make things worse. Um, because you're not going to know where the fuck you're buying it from. That's uh, making things illegal doesn't stop people from doing it. Well, I, I I'm sort of like worried about what happens to the people that are doing it. Like, what are they going to do? They're, a lot of the people that switched so they wouldn't smoke cigarettes. They're going to go right back to smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a difficult situation for sure, but. I don't see I don't see I don't necessarily I think I think it is worse to have them out there because there is nothing really controlling it right now. You you know, based on the type of gas station you walk into, you don't know how <laughs> how illegal that jar of oil or whatever you're buying is. Yeah, if you if you buy pods like vaping pods, CBD oil from a gas station, you know, well, that's, what, well, that's maybe, what I'm saying, and that's probably how these people die. I think natural selection has a plan for you. Well, exactly, because there's there's nothing controlling it at all. Yeah, and I buy mine. For, I buy mine from an actual like like a vape shop. What does the packaging look like? Does it look like it's actually created yeah, by a company, like, or is it just a yeah, sticker somebody yeah. made and put on a jar? No, oh, it, 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 it comes it comes like in a little cardboard box. Um, there's brands, so it's not like it's like a one-off thing. Like it's like a brand that makes multiple different flavors. You know, yeah. there's like a there's like a warning label on it. It's like buying a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, and that's sort of because the big contender here is Juul. Like let's we can't you can't sidestep. That's the big one that everyone's getting mad about, and they're mm-hmm. like the only ones who are actually following any rules about it. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of the negative thing. Like they specifically are trying to make it so it it is the actual product they say it is. Mm-hmm. And if you want to put regulations, um, restrictions, that's totally cool because, you know, the FTC, that's their job to regulate that kind of stuff. But to just outright ban it and make it illegal, it's not going to help anything. It's not going to solve any of the issues you claim to be having. I think I think it'll make it harder for kids to get because I think that's that's kind of the issue that everybody has is kids are getting jewels and they're getting hooked on nicotine. But now you're probably going to have a bunch of kids who are smoking cigarettes. Yeah. 
I mean, kids, kids smoking, vaping, anything is in and of itself definitely an issue. Um, and yeah. parents, if you're listening, you should know if your kid's smoking or not. And if he, he or she is, might want to do something about it. It's not a USB. <laughs> no, it's not a USB. All right, Nash, any final thoughts on the vaping story before we go home? I got to change my laundry. <laughs> no, I mean, don't do it. Try to quit. Stay on it in moderation. Wean yourself off. Cold turkey usually doesn't work. That's a, that's a big thing about addiction. Because a lot of people try to quit cold turkey. And what happens is <clears throat> you stop and you could do it for a few days, a month or two. And then when you get back on it, you start using the same amount that you were right before you quit. But that is incredibly damaging because your body is adjusted. The, that mm-hmm. chemical hasn't been present in your body for so long. So going back to such a high dosage of it, it really messes everything up worse because you haven't, you know, uh, I guess, climatized to it well enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, if you're going to quit something. Well, Nash, you do a cold turn. Huh? Wean, wean off it. Is that what you're trying to say? Wean off it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't just, just little take about less and less and less just because that way you'll get over it. I mean, I can, I can, I, I, it's weird. I can quit anything cold turkey. Like me and you both, we used to smoke cigarettes. Um, you, you uh, smoked your vape, uh, your jewel, rather. Yeah. Um, I haven't smoked a cigarette in maybe a year. Yeah. And I just, I, I quit cold turkey and it made, it made no difference to me. Um, and if I ever do smoke one, like I smoke a cigarette and I feel disgusting. Like it feels just disgusting. My body doesn't like it anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, same with drinking. Like I can just not drink for a month or forever and this is no big deal uh same with anything i don't really have that kind of addictive personality to substances so i guess yeah, i'm I lucky i don't think but i do like, either I, I my my previous vape uh broke and i didn't have oils for like a few months and i didn't really buy one because i couldn't afford one so it was no big deal as to not smoke for me it was very bizarre yeah but it is what it is. All right, Nash. It is what it is. Wean yourself off and you'll get over it. Wean yourself off. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to episode number 15 of the You Mad Bro podcast. Hashtag Nash Tech. Nash, it was a great week. I'm so glad you had your second. We can talk about next week. Man, I don't know. I hope. Good. That's I a hope, great place to start. I hope some I hope some things really pop off. All right. You, you know, can find this podcast. Oh, go ahead. No, I had nothing. <laughs> you nothing. Stop, stop saying things and so oh, I got nothing. You can find this podcast anywhere and everywhere. Podcasts can be found in biggestproductions.com, the main one, finding other shows as well as the Sample Cell Podcast, GDP, which is coming back. And of course, the Madro Podcast. Find us anywhere across social media at Madro Pod. It's going to be a great week next week. And Nash, I always leave you asking the question. So I guess that question I'm going to ask you before we go off Do you believe in miracles? No. What? I mean, no. <laughs> How do you not? Okay, I'm going to give you the best example of a miracle you've ever heard. You ready for it? Yeah, sure. The, f- the fact that New York City plumbing works. <laughs> With no uh. issues. I, I walked in the city thinking this shit all the time. How much piss, shit, <laughs> toilet paper... Like goes through these pipes from forty floors in the air, 
and nothing bad happens 24-7. Well, nothing bad that you notice. <laughs> it's a miracle, Nash. It's a fucking miracle. <laughs> and we can debate that next week, because we'll be back next week as long as... You stay angry. <laughs>